Hey, Journey family, I hope you're enjoying the Holy Week reading plan as much as I am. And if you're just now jumping in for the first time, we are so glad you're here reading along with us and have a quick announcement. If you are local to Dallas, we want to invite you and really whoever else you want to invite to not only read with us, but also attend Watermark's Easter services this weekend. And you can find all the details in the episode description. Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. It is Holy Week. It's Wednesday, and I am in the podcast studio with a faithful porch leader, Mr. Eddie Perez. Hi, guys. I'm excited. Thank you for having me today. Eddie, so glad you are here. Tell everybody a little bit about you. How'd you come to know the Lord? What's going on in your life? Fast forward. Where are you at today? Yeah, I grew up in a Christian household. I um, got baptized at the young age of 10. Had waves of my faith of just going in and out. And I think where I came to solidify my faith and really start wrestling with truths and just what it looked like to have a relationship with Jesus was in college, which I think is a common experience for most. Sure. Um, but um, really there was just, I think what shook me was just like, hey, describe your relationship to Jesus um, to me. And I was just like, I had my responses ready of just like the typical growing up in church of just like, do you believe in God? Yes. Do you know there's a heaven and hell? Yes. But mm-hmm. ask me what my relationship with Jesus like, and I didn't know what that was like. Mm. And so that was just like, well, what do I believe? And so that was through a ministry back in college. Where did you go to school? I went to UT Dallas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not and, too far from here. Nope. Right down up the road. Go, so, uh, what's the mascot at UT Dallas? Oh, the Comets. Go um, Comets. A little whoosh. Whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> and so I— What a mascot. It is. That's awesome. It's a scary one, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I did that, um, and then through that, I really solidified my uh, faith and just grew in my biblical knowledge of it and um, really started exploring what it meant for my faith to be owned by myself and to not have it be faith from my parents that I just inherited. Eventually, I ended up doing their version of an institute, and so I was a campus pastor for a bit, decided ministry wasn't a full-time gig for me, but then later on, I ended up coming to Watermark. Wait, so what do you do for work? I do HR. Nothing HR. connected to it. Okay. Nothing connected no, to my major right. either, but um, here You're we are. You're <laughs> a normal working young adult. I yeah. love to see it. And so eventually I found my way to Watermark, um, and here now I serve at the porch. And, and I've enjoyed it. I've been here for about three years and serving at the porch for around a year and a half. And you lead on Team Roundabout, yes, which for those who aren't familiar with porch volunteer teams— What is Roundabout? Yeah, Roundabout is about a 10-week process of just going through what it means to serve young adults in our community and specifically for us here in Dallas and just um, serving faithfully and obediently to the Lord and uh, just learning practicals of what that looks like, how to share your faith and how to share your testimony and make that a relevant thing for young adults today. Love it. We'll put some information in the episode description if you are a young adult and you're interested in getting plugged in with the porch, serving at the porch, you can click that link. But in the meantime, whether you're a young adult or you're a high school student or you're an older adult, today we are in Isaiah 53 and Luke 23 verses 6 through 49. So Eddie, why don't you just take it away? What stood out? So 
the bigger thing is just rejection that we see with Jesus. And I think for me, I was trying to be like, well, in what big ways have I been rejected? And I was, think I was trying to look at one big specific one that could be defining. Sure. But really what I saw was just smaller instances in life that we all kind of go through, whether it be a relationship. You got a, a rejected by asking out a girl or a job that you really wanted. And so I think all of these are little things that we eventually kind of um, let the enemy make those our identity. It's not something that you normally wrestle with and you're like off the top of your head. You're like, yeah, I identify in these rejections, but they do form our our faith and our response to God. And so really in a, in a Isaiah 53, uh, what a verse that stood out to me was verse 2 right off the top. It just said, he grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. And so really what I see here is just that Jesus was firmly planted in the Lord, as we see later on, and he did not let those the suffering be the way by which he was identified. I think a lot of times we do let ourselves be identified in that way. And so I think as you see the way that Jesus uh, lived, he was rejected, um, scoffed at. Yeah. And just ultimately the crucifixion that we see and just the reject the ultimate rejection. And so I think he could have let that be like, hey, I was sent down here. And for what reason? And uh, I think that could have shaken anybody else up. And so I think he uh, kind of gives us a view into what that looks like in our lives. He was... He pressed into the Lord. He was obedient. Uh, and I think also the way that uh, even at the cross, the way that his response was to those that did reject him was not one of anger, out of bitterness, out of spite. He re- surrendered that to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we do the opposite of that. I think when we experience rejection, we want to take that into our own hands sure. and really just be like, let that anger go within us and it can grow into sin. Yeah, and And, it can be anger towards people or anger towards God. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And so, I mean, and you you see in the Bible, if you have anger towards your towards your brother in Christ, you've basically murdered them. Hmm. And so, I think that's just like, oof. Yeah, the weight of that, just to let that sit in and and um, just see how opposed our flesh is to the response that we see with God. What we see here is that for us as adopted children. Um, and we are being cared for by a loving father. I don't think that rejection is something that we must avoid, but it's something that we need to look forward to. Mm. Um, because That's it, a it hot take. Happen. It's mm-hmm. not something we should avoid, but it's something we should look forward to. Exactly. And your argument is, hey, we can look forward to it because we know it's bound to happen and because it doesn't change the fact that God's a good father. Yes. But I don't know if I'm convinced that I should look forward to it. Tell me why. I think we look forward to it because it's um, through it all. It's not us that is glorified through that. Mm. And it's not out of our benefit. We're not going into it alone. And I think a lot of times we think that we're in rejection alone or we're in suffering alone. But we don't see that at all. We see God walks alongside with us. And so I think that's something that we like. In those moments, you can look forward to God will be there. Um, and at times it's hard for us to see it, but we see, we can look back to scriptures and to truth and see even from Old Testament, the way that God was there. That's true. Any last thoughts as we wrap up? Yeah. In the end, just the crucifixion, I see ultimately God being there for Jesus on the cross and Jesus really saying, hey, take the suffering away. But ultimately what we see is that he trusted God and through his suffering and surrendered that. And so I think that for me is just in what ways in my life, do I not trust God in my suffering? Because he is big enough for me to come and wrestle with him in that. But uh, uh, do I actually truly view that in my heart as, as such? That's good. That's a really good challenge for 
us right now and everyone listening to think about. So thank you, Eddie. Thanks for sharing and being here. By way of reminder, we are still running our social media contest. We want to know who's on the journey with us. I know Eddie wants to know. Yes, I do. I made him say that. (laughs) Uh, But we want to know who's listening. So share this episode to social media, tag the porch, tag Watermark Church, or if you're following along with your journal, doing Join the Journey Junior using the app, post a screenshot, send us a picture, whatever, tag us. And you will be entered to win the social media contest for a chance to come chill in the studio, sit in on some recording sessions, and go to lunch with the team afterward. It'll be super fun. We might even throw in a special surprise, I heard. Uh, I don't know what that surprise is, but we'll find out. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.